This is the University of Georgia Griffin News, brought to you over WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, The Rock 88.9 FM, and stream live on WKURadio.com. This program is to update our listeners on the many and exciting things at the University of Georgia Griffin with Dr. Lou Honeycutt and his guests. The program is made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms and Murray and Company Realtors. And now today's program with Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Well, good morning, Griffin, Spalding County and the surrounding area. We're back for another edition of the Griffin Campus News. As always, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking academics and new students and all things like that since we are fastly approaching uh, the day when new students will and all students will start back for the fall semester. So with me today is Crystal McDowell, who's the Assistant Director of Student Affairs for the University of Georgia Griffin Campus, and Melissa Gordon, who's the Assistant Director of Academic Affairs, University of Georgia Griffin Campus. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. As we do as with every time y'all are on the show, and you know that, <laughs> you got to tell your life story. So we always start with Melissa, so we'll start with Crystal. So from birth till now, how'd you get to this chair? Birth till now. Well, born and raised in Upson County, Georgia, uh, Thomason, Georgia, uh, UL, a graduate of Upson Lee High School. I attended uh, high school there, and then I went to uh, Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, graduate work, undergraduate, excuse me, and graduate work there. And then I actually came back home to teach uh, for uh, several years. I taught high school and then I transitioned to Clayton County. Then I transitioned into um, into higher ed. Um, so I worked at a college in Atlanta and then I became a doctoral uh, student uh, here at UGA. And I do have some news <laughs> that I passed my proposal defense. So Yay, I'm waiting on that's great app- news. approval. So it is May 2020. I will be graduating <laughs> instead of December. So I'm really excited. So uh, again, I always say the moral of the story, you become a student at UGA, you may get a job there. So I'm really excited. I, um, I've been here in this capacity about five years, started in 2014, and it has really been a, a learning experience. It's been a great experience and definitely one that um, that I appreciate. And so by the end of this academic year, yeah. it will be Dr. McDowell. It will be. That's that awesome. Is, yeah, That's thank a great, you. <laughs> great accomplishment. <laughs> thank you. It's definitely been time you know it's, i spent some time in it so well but you've also journey. had a full-time job and everything and family and everything this else so i mean it's it's the traditional yeah <laughs> routes that people think of when education uh in education don't really apply to a lot of our adult learners so yeah absolutely so, so that's great well congratulations yeah. it's great to have a date set on it finally. thank you <laughs> So it's an inside joke. I've asked her for many, many, many semesters. <laughs> when are you going to be done? And it's just, but now we have a date, so that's good. So no, I'm very proud of you. I think it's a great, great accomplishment, and it'll be, we'll take pride in calling you Doctor McDowell. Oh, well, thank you. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Okay, so Melissa, now same thing with you. Birth till now. How'd you get here? Well, my story started out a lot like Crystal's, actually. I'm also from Thomaston, um, Upson County, originally, and that's where I live now, is in Thomaston, Upson County. Um, but I didn't live there my whole life. Okay. So um, I actually graduated from Mary Parsons High School in Forsyth, Georgia, um, and then went on to live in Milledgeville for some time, attended um, graduate and undergraduate school at, at Georgia College and State University, and moved a couple of other places, but I guess my big news right now goes back to Georgia College and State University, where my oldest child will be beginning his freshman year. Wow. Very, very soon. <laughs> We're about to move into a dorm. Yeah. And so you're not an empty nester yet, though? <laughs> no, no, not at all. That's my first child is, mm-hmm. is leaving um, my um, my middle child, my uh, my middle, my youngest son, my middle child, yesterday started his junior year of high school Ooh, <laughs> and um, my daughter um is nine so she just started fourth grade so we're far from being empty nesters sure well you know that it's we were talking before we went on the air back in the dark ages when i was in when i went to grade school high middle school and high school the we didn't start till after labor day mm-hmm. it, but there weren't any, there weren't wasn't time off during yeah. i mean you literally went the whole time and it's just amazing to me that after basically two months of summer that schools are starting back already. Yeah. That's because teachers are already back in, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, um, anyway, good luck on 
with the transitioning into the college life um, with your oldest, which is Thank great. Thank you. Um, okay, so we're going to talk today about all things academic, but in particular, we have an event, new student orientation tomorrow, actually on September or September on August 9th. Yep. And then we we also have a thing we call Welcome Week. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start out by just talking about new student orientation. It's kind of self-explanatory what it is, but why do we do new student orientation? What is it? Sure. Um, well, um, thank you. Uh, first of all, for the opportunity to even share, because it really is a great day for our new students. In particular, we're focusing on our undergraduate population to come in and learn about our campus. Um, we have um, some of our Athens, excuse me, Athens cohort members who attend, meaning the um, student accounts office. We have a re- representative from there. Financial aid, uh, Mandy Branch, she's our liaison for the uh, Griffin campus, and then we have the. Br- um, well, student accounts already said that, but then we also have the registrar's office and then academic honesty. So all of these folks come, um, um, whether they are virtually piped in or physically on campus. And then we have our folks um, uh, from the library. They'll have a presentation. And pretty much one of the things that we're going to do a little bit differently this year is the name of it because we recognize that we have some students that transfer from the Athens campus who may not necessarily not be familiar or who are not familiar with UGA, but it's their first time on the Griffin campus. And so um, even though it's new student orientation, we're um, branding it as UGA Griffin 101 because we do have some, yeah, we do have some students who, again, uh, need to know about the resources that we have uh, on our campus. So we're really excited. It's a day, again, uh, focused on our undergraduate population. We, outside of um, the fall, during the summer, and then sometimes during the fall, we will have orientations for our graduate students, you know, because we we feel that it's important to make sure that, that everyone receives receives a really great welcome, you know, to our campus. So it is a day of welcome, but it's also a day of uh, our students. Melissa, her department does a really great job um, of bringing the students in, making sure that they, and the program coordinators, making sure that they have their schedules, making sure that they're registered. But there are some things that, um, that, that we need to be very intentional about letting our students know, again, as far as the resources um, that, are, that are on our campus. So uh, we have folks, again, from Athens that pipe in. We have our team there. We have uh, former students coming to talk about life as a student, as a student at UGA and as a student at UGA. Griffin campus and so um, Teresa uh, who is um, one of our colleagues uh, she will provide a tour you know for the students so of course the student learning center which is a beautiful great building is um, where most of our students will interact when it comes on the academic side but we want to know that let them know that we do have a recreational center with the ping pong that's very intense (laughs) and then you know we have access to the fitness equipment and things of that sort so you know and then making sure that they get their uh, UGA ID because that's something that you know that's where your football tickets will be uploaded to and when you go to Athens you can receive like different kinds of uh, discounts and things of that sort so it's going to be very important that you that they show up um, again Melissa's um, Melissa has done a, a great job of of let, letting the students you know uh, getting them in the door and so this is just an opportunity their first day of us keeping them here because it's one of our prongs that that we say getting them here keeping them here and then getting them placed so this is really going to be an important day to make sure that we kick it kick it off in a in you know true UGA fashion to let our students know that that they are absolutely welcome we're excited that they are here and then these are the resources resources that we have available for them sure and then tomorrow the night is when they'll come in and do this event mm-hmm. but then when do classes officially start for fall august the 14th august 14th yeah. so next week yeah which is okay yeah. so they're here the good news is they're here a little early for mm-hmm. new student orientation which right. is great yeah. and then they'll hit the hit the ground running the next week with, yep. with classes so how do y'all go about deciding what you'll do and what's you know we could orient them all day long for four or five weeks i mean it's there's Mm -hmm. things to learn at all all turns but how do y'all decide what's the most important or how do you come about with come up with the schedule for new student orientation Sure, that's a great question, and it's really a team effort. Um, pretty much um, what we've done in the past, um, since the time that I've been here, uh, typically we have orientation, um, new student orientation every semester, particularly, again, with the undergraduate population. And um, one of the things that we did, it was a meeting with the program coordinators, it was a meeting with um, uh, support staff, and we took what orientation looked like at the moment, and then we asked ourselves a question of what do we want our students to experience on, on this one day where they're going to have access to, again, the re- different offices, the goal is to support them. And we came up with, we thought that it was important for them to have interaction with the students, for them to have a real true view, because there is this thing called uh, transfer shock that really does exist. And where students coming first time 
to UGA, it's a rigorous course of study sure. and probably, well, possibly more rigorous than what they've ever experienced. So it's important to make sure that they hear from a student and professors to say, this is the expectation that we have of you. And I know we'll, we'll talk about Welcome Week later, but one of the, a particular our program coordinator uh, decided or, or assessed that our students need their basic things that... Um, <laughs> that they may not come in with as far as the etiquette and, and things of that sort. Now that you're at a research one institution, a research institution, this is what um, your email should look like. This is how um, we expect you to, you know, present yourself in cl- yourself in class as a student. And so um, those are some of the conversations that we had around what do we want our students to know and how, more importantly, how, what materials, what experiences do they need to have so that they can be successful after August 14th and beyond, sure. right? And so that was a thought behind it. And again, it was a group eff- group effort. And so academic honesty was something that came up. So what, one of the things we did, we reached out to the director. He was new at the time. We reached out to him to say, hey, you know, can you do a 30-minute presentation to our students? Because, of course, it's plastered in every classroom in the SLC. Right. Right. But to bring attention to it, you know, to say, hey, you know, these are the, the things, the pieces of information. These are the people that need to be present that day so that our students can get a good um, it's welcome, and then also that they know where where to go for whatever resources or questions that they may have. No, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, and there's so much kind of put into a mm-hmm. short amount of time, which is, is which is it great. Is but, lot, yeah. but then the resources are there, <laughs> yes, for them mm-hmm. to to research and look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, so Melissa, from the just so uh, listeners will know, we when we call it new student orientation, which is what it is, but it's new to us. It doesn't mean they're freshmen. It doesn't mean it's a move-in day. It doesn't mean it means something different on our campus. And what is that? Yeah, it means absolutely none of what you just said. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, because it, it is very different. Because uh, number one, we we don't have dorms, exactly. so there is no move-in. We're a commuter campus. Uh, but um, also, no, we don't have freshmen. So every one of the students that are coming to us, and and we're talking about the undergrad um, uh, new student orientation. Even with these students, every one of them have. They've already been a college student right? because every student that comes to us for uh, for a bachelor's degree must come in with at least 60 transferable semester hours and a 2.8 GPA, and they must have been out of high school for one full year. So we're not even necessarily saying, oh, well, we may have some freshmen with quotation marks <laughs> and that, oh, maybe we've got some fresh high school graduates. That's not even the case with this particular group because in order to transfer to our campus, you must have been out of high school for one full year and have those 60 transferable semester hours. So these are students who have been somewhere else, but they're coming to learn about UGA Griffin. So that's the orientation they're getting. And so the majority of them will either be, will probably be juniors or at least third yes. year, typically third year. And there may be a few sophomores in there. There's And some seniors. And some seniors, but yeah. Most, so we'll, mostly juniors. Because it is simply a transfer um, orientation, mm-hmm. basically. So I like the Griffin, one, Griffin Campus 101. So let's kind of let's shift gears a little bit and talk Welcome Week activities because yeah. uh, explain kind of the difference and then what. And, and there, there are things all through the year, which mm-hmm. is great. I think it's incredible all the events you all have but mm-hmm. for students and for student success. But let's – Talk about Welcome Week. Yeah, well, um, the difference between the two is that orientation literally will be crammed, and I think the, the, <laughs> the perfect verb will be crammed in, into a couple of hours from 9 uh, to 1. But then Welcome Week, uh, this year we plan it to be four days. Okay. Um, the first day of class is August the 14th, and so um, that's on a Wednesday. So we'll have activities from Wednesday through Thursday and then pick back up on um, on Monday and Tuesday and close the week out. So pretty much um, the, the theme – one of the things that we did last year is that we uh, said, and, and, and part of that is from uh, gleaning from Athens, from main campus. So okay. um, we came up with the theme. Last year was lead. And so this year is embark. And bark being uh, capitalized B-A-R-K. <laughs> I know, right? So there great job. Go. Kudos to Missy Smith, actually, um, our, our, our office support uh, for coming up with that. So I cannot take any credit for that. So um, and then also the cool thing about it is that we had literally a two-hour meeting. People were so hungry at, bef- um, before the meeting was over because it <laughs> fell right during lunch. And we hashed it out. It was like Teresa was in the meeting. Faye was in the meeting. Uh, I think Lee was in there. And so it was just a lot. Of, and one of the programs 
program coordinators, two of the program coordinators. And so we hashed out Welcome Weekend. This is what we've come up with. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, so the theme is Embark. So B stands for belong because we want our students to understand that they do belong. We would like for them to achieve. Of course, uh, UGA is a great institution, which is the A. And then on the ninth, uh, 19th, excuse me, we, we want them to relax because one of the things I'm sure Melissa can attest to is that our students are high achievers. And so, we, <laughs> yes, they are. So we really want them to make sure that they take time to relax. And then there are things that we've planned throughout the day on the 20th. We want them to know. So that's the um, that's the thought. Uh, the theme rather this year is embark and we really are um, have been intentional about what those days uh, will look like of course um, we're going to have some of the program excuse me program coordinators uh, having sessions about uh, again like I said earlier etiquette professional etiquette what does that look like Um, as far as the relax we're going to have folks coming in to paint um Sash Studios does a really great job uh, supporting us in that way. And then um, our new counselor, um, actually, um, for the last three years, we've had on-campus counseling. And so, um, thankfully, um, we have um, replaced that position, you know, Mm -hmm. with someone. And so that person will come in and talk about um, strategies, time management strategies, you know, things, um, how do you handle stress and things of that sort. So those are just a few of the activities we have. We're going to have a financial literacy workshop, uh, Froyo's. I haven't called them yet, but hopefully they'll say yes to come (laughs) to come and be uh, be a part of our no day just because um, we think that it's important okay we we get that um, that students come and they're academically focused but we still want them to enjoy and have a wonderful student experience and so hopefully uh, and we've planned it so it will hopefully be this way where our students will come and embark upon a new day a, a new level of success at, at UGA particularly that's, on our that's Griffin good. campus embark that's great yeah. you know, with the capital B-A-R-K that's even better <laughs> yeah. you know I can't imagine anyone doesn't understand the, the meaning of that but <laughs> right. maybe a Georgia Tech person oh, could be setting you know to my right but right i don't know other I than that um, <laughs> so i think that's a great great little slogan and then last year was lead what did lead stand for something i can't it remember it did and i honestly cannot remember okay, what it, but didn't mean to put you on the spot no, no, I can't remember either, but. it was leadership <laughs> something i do remember there you go i do but it but, did stand for something so welcome week has a theme yeah and typically and, always has a thing mm-hmm. and it's which is a great thing i think but yeah um so as we and i know i'm not melissa gonna ask you for the actual numbers of each one but let's talk a little bit about the programs that because we got new student orientation going on with these students are already here mm-hmm. but we look forward to a new fresh crop coming in any anytime all the time and so what are some of the let's talk about the programs offered at the griffin campus we don't have everything offered in athens but we have some unique programs um but what's what could a student if they're we got a student out there listening or a grandparent or a parent that's looking at possibly applying for the spring which would be the next semester coming up um what's what could they look at yeah, I think that, first of all, uh, spring is the next time, and you can actually begin your application for spring semester now. Okay. Those are already open, and you have until November the 15th. So, got a, a good amount of time, but the thing I like to always stress is, before you start that application, contact us, um, because we have a really, just a phenomenal group of people that are willing to help and sort of guide you along the pathway to make sure that you're, number one, ready to apply to UGA, and that that process is as seamless as possible, and that's UGA Griffin. It's right. funny because I actually, this morning, I almost felt like I was being pranked. Before 8.30 <laughs> this morning, I had three calls. And all three calls were for Terry College of Business degrees that we don't have on the Griffin <laughs> campus. But I was able, at least one of those persons lives very near our campus. And I think one of our degrees that we do have is probably something of interest. Because not everyone has the ability or the desire to move to Athens. Sure. And so there is still the ability to to get some UGA degrees right here in the Griffin area. We actually have seven undergraduate degrees and seven graduate degrees. Um, so I'll kind of go through those just to make sure we hit all of them. We have five of UGA's colleges represented on our campus, and I am still finding that I need to make sure people understand what that means. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> at least once a week, I'll, I'll, I'll mess up and I'll say College of Family and Consumer Sciences, and they're like, oh, no, 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 I want to go to UGA. And I'm right. like, oh, man, got to remember not to do that. But the University of Georgia is is um, a, a collection of colleges, is what I like to call it. And I don't mean uh, that it's like Gordon and Clayton State. Right. What I mean is that the university, for each one of those degrees, they live in their own little college. So you've got your little subset that falls as part of the University of Georgia. And so we have five of those subsets or five of those colleges on our campus represented. We have the Franklin College of Arts and Sciences, uh, the Terry College of Business, which I already mentioned, Uh, College of Education, 
Family and Consumer Sciences, and College of Ag. There you go. <laughs> I had them written down, but I was trying that's not good. to look. No, that's great. Uh, but those five, uh, five of the 19 colleges on our campus, uh, there are three undergraduate degrees through the Franklin College of Arts and Sciences. Two of those are the inter- interdisciplinary studies um, in which you can concentrate in either psychology or sociology. And we also have a microbiology degree, which is an amazing degree. Um, and a lot of students pursue that who are looking to go pre-med or pre-pharmacy. Sure. Um through the College of Ag, we actually have three um, undergrad degrees, um, agribusiness, biological sciences, and environmental science, environmental resource, resource science. science. I can help you. I can help wow, you. Wow, thank <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, not using any notes for like the first time. That's great. But um, the cool thing with the, the ERS or the environmental resource sciences, we're finding a lot more people are becoming interested in it. Those individuals that have either like to work outside mm-hmm. or they're interested in biology or chemistry, that particular degree is one of our double dogs, which means that in your last year working towards your bachelor's degree, if you're accepted, you can begin working on your master's which is also offered on our campus and that master's is um, in plant protection and pest management that's becoming very very popular i think as people are learning that it exists it's something that people are starting to gravitate towards uh, we have a special ed degree and uh for undergraduate and that's a 100 placement those students have jobs waiting for Absolutely. them uh, school gosh. systems are calling us all the time wanting to know how many graduates do you have coming up we need some more special ed teachers uh, consumer economics with an emphasis in financial planning is available on our campus and also the general business degree um, through the Terry College of Business. Those are our undergraduates and we have just a slew of graduate degrees uh, through the College of Education and also that Master of Plant Protection that I mentioned through the College of Ag. Sure and these are these are master's degrees and EDS or the and doctoral level. Yeah and specialist. Yeah, yeah. So and the best thing for everyone to understand about everything you just said these are University of Georgia degrees. Right. There is no difference in the Athens, Tifton, Griffin. It doesn't Buckhead, say Griffin on Gwinnett. your diploma. Exactly. Yeah. And that I think and more people I know that than they did four years ago, but yeah. but occasionally I'll still just like you say, give us some oh no no, I don't want it, I want UGA. Well, well it is. I mean it's it's just very few people outside of academia understand the complexity right. of academia. And they shouldn't have to. And we I mean, just get so comfortable in talking absolutely. about the Terry degrees, you know, exactly. and it's like, oh I don't realize people don't don't know that there's not really a Terry College outside right. of University of Georgia as part of UGA. So, sure. yeah, I have to be careful with that. It's, it's a comfort level that we all have. It's like all the acronyms we use. My yeah. gosh, the yeah. academia yeah. has more ac- mm-hmm. acronyms than probably anybody else. Well, okay, so we got all these degrees that are out there ready to go at any time. We got Welcome Week coming up. We got new student orientation tomorrow, um, the night. What, as y'all look into your crystal ball, crystal, your crystal, your crystal ball, um, for the, the, what we call FY20, which is something else academia does that very few places do. Most places would say year 1920. We say we're in fiscal year 20, but so we do a lot of different things that way. But for FY20 or, or 1920, however you want to call it, what do you, what's, what's going to, What's going to be the brightest points? What's going to be, or what are y'all looking forward to the most? What do you, in May, when we're at graduation, we do two ceremonies a year. When we're standing at graduation, it's always bittersweet for all of us because you have to say goodbye to, to kids. What do you hope? What do you hope? And this is putting you both on the spot. It's kind of like Barbara Walters. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? What do you hope you look back and say, we accomplished X during the year? Absolutely. Well, um, in our theme, in our office, we, we are the Office of Academic and Student Affairs, and we have this phrase, you know, our roles, you know, our mission is to get them in, keep them here, and get, getting them placed. My crystal ball, I would like for us to have at the Griffin campus, because Melissa and I have talked about the need to do uh, um, to increase the data, right, that we're gathering. And I would like that data to say that we have a 100% placement when it comes to our students, you know, whether it's jobs and or in graduate school. Our student population, typically when they come, they do have jobs, but I'm talking about a job that is specific in their career and or one that they're, you know, it could be out of their particular uh, degree, not, you know, but as long as they're, they're happy and, you know, they're, they're, they have a a, a good, um, a good income coming in and, you know, life as well. So, and I think we play a role in that. Right. I think there are things that we can do, whether it's intentional relationships, intentional student engagement activities, things that we could do, whether it's networking, connecting them with our alumni. Um, so we're planning now having those intention, those 
important conversations to 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 capture that last prong of getting them placed. You did say graduation. Of course, you know how my heart beats for that uh, day. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is one of the best days. We had a, a, a staff development. One of the guys from Athens from training and development came last week um, and met with our team mm-hmm. so that we could do some staff development. And one of the things that he asked us to do was to um, look at our or draw a picture of our best day. And for oh. me, it was graduation. I had a little row going to the Naomi Woodruff Pavilion <laughs> from from Stucky um, because I think you're right. It is bittersweet, but it's that's why they come. Absolutely. They come to us so that we could provide whatever services and resources to support them so that they can graduate, you know, and for me, not just graduate, but also, and I, I know I can say that for all of us, that they really have, um, that they're placed either in graduate school, you know, and or a position. Sure. So that would be my wonderful crystal ball view. And at, in the May ceremony, there may be a Dr. McDowell. I'm telling you. I don't know somewhere. who's going to call out name. Well, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Who's going to run graduation that, during that? Melissa, there you go. I mean, you're I'm not going to run it and graduate? No, sir. <laughs> well, well I, I'll help plan it, but I am walking in with the students. That's going to be a special day, and Crystal <laughs> yeah. will lay a brick in the, the oh, Naomi Chapman Woodruff Pavilion. Because oh, for those who don't know and that, that haven't been to campus in a while or maybe not been to a ceremony, one of the our ceremony is special in so many mm-hmm. ways. But one of the extremely special things we do is in the Naomi Chapman Woodruff Pavilion, which was a pavilion that was at the Olympics in 96 and was moved to the Griffin campus in the next year and then erected about a year later after that. It's an incredible mm-hmm. structure, yeah. timber structure on campus. It's got uh, native Georgian marble and, mm-hmm. and granite in it. It's also got this incredible space for, number one, all the donors that mm-hmm. help move it to the Griffin campus. But then secondly, every student that has graduated from our campus since 2006 yep. has a brick in there that's laid that will be there forever. Yeah. So you will join the group. Aww. I don't have a brick, but you will have yeah. a brick. <laughs> Uh, in May, hopefully in May of 2020, oh, no, it's, it's, it's done. It's uh, yeah, a done exactly. deal. So we will I can't be, take any more. I have to graduate. We can always chip the date out and put this another one in. Right? No, no, but you'll have a brick in the Naomi Chapman Woodruff Pavilion, too, which is a pretty awesome kind of thing. Okay, so, Melissa, your crystal ball. So, Crystal's crystal ball was pretty cool. I have three things. Okay. Can I go? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my first thing is that I think um, we've been working really hard, and you were recently on here with Dr. Nooks from Gordon. Mm-hmm on uh, really solidifying those pathways with our partners. Because as I've mentioned, it's it's already, it's necessary that every one of our students have it, they've attended somewhere prior to coming to us. And since so many of our students live in this immediate area, it's important that we have really good relationships and structured pathways for students who want to end with a UGA degree, but are starting at either Southern Crescent Technical College or Gordon State. So I think one of the things that I see coming together is that stronger relationship. And I'm really excited about sure. that. Um, another thing, and, and, um, and Crystal referenced it too, is some stronger alumni involvement. Um, I think that um, we're, we're, if you're an alumni of the UGA Griffin campus, make sure you're checking your emails because, <laughs> or you have checked your emails um, because we're, we're doing a survey with our alumni, trying to get some feedback and some engagement. And I think that that's going to be a, a really good piece that's going to make us even stronger as a campus. And finally, um, what I see is, you know, I've been here for 18 months now, and I think my very first time on here, I told you that you were going to need a parking deck within like a year. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, There's I so really, really thought that in a year. Um, what I didn't realize are the obstacles, and it goes back to not really obstacles, but it's not easy to get sure, here. You sure. have, there are steps to become a UGA Griffin student. Um, and, but I do see some serious changes in that pipeline growth. So we have a number of students that we were working with carefully and on a weekly or monthly basis whose plan is to be a UGA Griffin student for spring semester. So I see some some serious growth um, and some continued growth in our student body. So I'm excited sure. about that too. No, those are those are good crystal ball looking yeah. forward kind of things <laughs> to look at. And then so I guess that's really a good segue, I guess. Let's take our bottom of the hour break. We will come back and continue visiting with Melissa and Crystal and talk all things students and student oriented at the University of Georgia Griffin campus. You're listening to the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News on AM 1450 WKEU in Griffin, Georgia. Also heard on 88.9 FM as well as 88.9 FM The Rock. We're also streaming live on the web on our website WKEUradio.com and you can take us with you wherever you go courtesy the free WKEU app available for all smartphone and tablet devices. Our Thursday morning program continues after this. 
Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms, We Build Forest, and Murray Company Realty, proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News over WKEU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, and 88.9 FM, The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. The Harris's involvement with the students of today ensure for our community a brighter tomorrow. Time now to continue this morning's University of Georgia Griffin Campus News here on WKEU AM and FM. For that, let us return to the host. He is the campus director and assistant provost, Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Thank you, Tony. Welcome back, everybody. We are having a, a delightful conversation this morning with uh, Crystal McDowell, who's the assistant director of student affairs, University of Georgia Griffin, and Melissa Gordon, assistant director of academic affairs, University of Georgia Griffin. And together, y'all are, tell me again. Ac- Office of Academic and Student Affairs. Office of Academic and Student Affairs, which is great. OASA. OASA. And when y'all, when we hired Melissa 18 months ago, that was one of the goals was to say, okay, now marry marry the groups together and figure out how we kind of become a one-stop kind of thing and y'all have done that which i think is great so let's talk both of y'all about there there may be a little misconception about what a uga griffin student looks like mm-hmm. um whether it's traditional not i don't even know what really non-traditional means right. anymore that's right but exactly. or even traditional <laughs> non-traditional is traditional but mm-hmm. but let's talk about what does a uga griffin student look like mm-hmm. i think um it's it's changing um and Melissa and, and um, Teresa has done a really great job to define what the changing student looks like. But currently, I think you said it, it, it is a myriad of, if you name, if you describe a student, whether it's non-traditional, <laughs> um, traditional, 18 to, to 72, literally uh, 72 year This correct, yes. 72, awesome. Yes. 77. 77. 77. Sorry, 77 and a shameless plug, but if you're 62 and older, tuition is free at the <laughs> University of Georgia. So, and I think word has gotten out. You must get accepted, though. You this have to go through the acceptance process. Yeah, so if you, whatever descriptor you have, um, that those are our students. And it, it is really beautiful to me as a student affairs professional because if I were to be working, if I were to get a position at main campus, there would be a targeted group sure. and a general group that I would work with, but not here. It, right. it provides such a beautiful uh, tapestry of the kind of student of, of our community with, you know, through diversity, through diversity of thought, through diversity of, of racial makeup. I mean, it is a beautiful place to experience student life and, and to experience uh, students because they come with such great stories and such great experiences of life, right? And like we said earlier, most of them probably will have a job. Some of them have may, they may be on their second career. Sure. Uh, some may have children, some don't. Like we, we have that true junior like the 19 sure, sure. year old mm-hmm. like that kind of student is there and so and it's kind of interesting um for our department because you got to figure out what kind of activities and what kind of support does this look like <laughs> sure. for all of these different kinds of students but it's fun it keeps the job fun right so when you think about and, and i'm telling you it, that i think that's that's part of our value and that's something that bodes well for us as um, as a campus when you think about student life and when you think about students is that they are very different and very you know and it just provides such a rich atmosphere I think you know to the students and one of the things that Melissa and I we don't have the luxury of of just focusing on one student because a lot of times sometimes in conversations we have to remind like hey well, 75% of our campus is, is, is graduate students so sure, we can't sure. be so focused on the undergraduate student yeah. any, anymore and because that's not what we look like. That's so common because we'll be in conversations mm-hmm. on campus or off campus and I'll just use social media as an example mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you don't have the, the, the parent 
parents are who's using Facebook. And I'm like, well, I'm literally looking at our stats right this second. And for spring semester, the average, our student at that semester, it's about to range even more, was 19 to 59. Okay. And the average age for that semester for our, for our graduate students was 39. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, those are your Facebook that is users. The Facebook and so users. it's important that we remember what our student population is. And we are, as Crystal said, we, we have those true juniors, the 19 year old students. But we have a lot of students that are here. They're living life mm-hmm. and getting an education. Exactly. And so we have what 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 has been called non traditional that's not really non traditional anymore. Exactly. I think the, yeah. the those lines are so blurred and, mm-hmm. and it's and Crystal, you and I have joked ever since I came here because I remember the first time we tried to figure out a time when I could have a meal with students. Oh, well. I came from a background of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday classes. Yeah. You knew when the breaks were and you set things mm-hmm. up then. We tried forever to get something scheduled because, number one, our students don't just right. – they don't have free time. Right. And right. so their free time is studying time. Mm-hmm. So just saying we're going to feed them doesn't bring no. crowds, So, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. I mean, sure. it was just a learning curve for me to sure. say we got to figure out when they will when be they there mm-hmm. and interact and all that because mm-hmm. they are very – whether they're 19 or 77, they're very dedicated they are. to getting in, getting out, getting done, yep. to moving on mm-hmm. um, to whatever's next. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And that is the traditional student for it us. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so non-traditional has become mm-hmm. traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, along those lines, we, we also want, whether they're 19, 77, whatever age they might be, we want them to feel comfortable that they are University of Georgia mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... Even even within the University of Georgia, there's kind of a separation. We have we have more extended campuses other than just ours. That it's a little different. Well, it is. We admit that. But how do we make them feel whole? I mean, how do we give them as much of the Georgia because it is an extremely powerful Mm -hmm. University of Georgia degree they're getting. I think when you talked about learning curves, it was a learning curve for me um, when I first got here because I just assumed that, you know, you build it, they'll come. But one of the things I, I quickly learned, actually one of our um, our counselor uh, helped me uh, realize this. She said for our kind, the kind of student that we have, adding like an activity um, I'll never forget the day we had a, a meditation session or something, you know, trying to, you know, get the students to, to relax. It was during finals or something. Uh-huh. And I had a student tell me, I don't have time to relax. I don't have time to go to the <laughs> session. And I'm like, what? And so, but it was a paradigm shift for me. Sure. Because our students are so focused and so academically focused that they, um, that they, that they, that's it. They're focused on their, on their work. And so for me, when I think about, you know, how do we, you know, make students comfortable, you have to go where they are. Like every semester, we're assessing schedules in Astra to see when are our students here this semester? I think it's like from 12 to five, Okay, you know, (laughs) when our students will will be here next semester, it will, it will change. And that's just the undergraduate population. But then the Fridays and Saturdays (laughs) are are when our graduate students are going to be here. So the question becomes, how do we, actively engage students from 12 to 5 or, you know, the most of the time that they're here. And then on the weekends, you know, when our graduate students come, how do we actively engage them? Right. A graduate student will need something totally different than an undergraduate student. Our graduate student, you're talking about that lunch hour from 12 to 1, whether they're here on a Friday or Saturday. And then you got to figure out what does that look like because sure. they're literally either they're going to bring their lunch or either, you know, and we talked about earlier of like even on campus, what are some things that we need to do, whether it's the Mealborn, excuse me, the Dundee Cafe kind of looking at that or the campus store, uh, the times of, of, of stores being open to help that student become comfortable and help them understand that they are at UGA. And I tell you, one of the things that I've seen is that our our because I came in my personal story. I remember coming into the student learning center as a student because I came to campus as a student. Sure, first, sure. And it was it was a it's a beautiful place, but I didn't really quote need the interaction, and that's what you find with most most graduate students. We are here to go to class and to Absolutely. go home because we got kids calling, husbands and calling, and volleyball, basketball, baseball, <laughs> football all at once. I exactly. Mean. And so I think our part of our our goal has been to understand that and not try to push activities down their throat. But whether it's the coffee, whether it's having because I was talking to Marcy in the in Marcy 
he was our chef in the in the Dundee Cafe sure. about how we can offer co- free students, you know, excuse me, free coffee to the students because we do it anyway. But engaging them, even taking them into the Dundee Cafe because typically they're going to learn about the history and, and, and all of that stuff. Oh, sure. Instead of just going into the student learning center, going to class and going home, you know. And so thinking about intentional way or ways that we can be intentional, um, intentionally like focused on what they need. Again, a graduate student's needs are different than an undergraduate student. And our undergraduate students, they just want access to the football tickets. We exactly. don't have to. <laughs> and we tell them how to get the access to the football tickets. Even Which our they can. Students, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a- One, uh, Isabel, our uh, student uh, assistant, she told me the other day, she said, I already paid my $53 for my activity <laughs> fee. I mean, well, sorry, it's called the athletic fee for fall. And so it was kind of funny because she was like, I'm getting my football tickets. I'm like, yeah, make sure you got your ID because that's where they put them. And so, so anyway, having a conversation with her and what are some of the things that you know she's the kind of student she's that that eight well, technically i think she, well, anyway, she's that younger student sure that junior, sure sure you know sure. that you uh, that junior student that is totally different than a uh, than a graduate uh, graduate student so to answer your question again um we find out what makes them comfortable we well, we help them be comfortable by finding out and presenting uh, activities and, and engagement um that's centered around their actual needs and sure. it is a, it, it, it it's um I had a former student tell me one time, you have to find the formula. And it is every semester us finding the formula of, of what will work. And so I think I think we're doing a good job of it. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, we can always improve, but um, but it's just taking some work and we're going to continue to work together to figure it out. You know? Well, I think part of it too, and, and what y'all do is you, you offer lots of things to expose mm-hmm. students to whatever it might be, and then you yep. kind of see what sticks. But Exactly. Um, what we, because, it's, because we don't have a traditional, mm-hmm. again, I don't know what that means anymore, but we don't have, even in our undergraduate, graduate population we don't have monday wednesday friday 10 to 12 we Mm -hmm. it is the schedule is unusually strange yeah but and we talked even as as late as this morning about our week is changing i mean Mm -hmm. we have some of the days that we have the most actual students Mm -hmm. on campus are grad student days which are fridays and saturdays well typically saturday's a day we're not there Mm -hmm. but it's quickly becoming a day that we may Mm -hmm. all be there on those times when they're there but again it's just another day Mm -hmm. to make them their experience be a little better and if i could add um there's a population that we haven't talked about um, that we uh, serve is the uh, College of Act graduate students. And um, that uh, population has really taken off as far as um, taking hold to the campus and the resources that are available. I'm constantly, I'm getting more and more emails from graduate students asking for access to the SOC because, of course, for student affairs, I don't, you know, give that because they are graduate assistants and that's sure, something that sure. the individual department uh, provides. But access to the SLC, access to our recreational center, and it's just really great to see. And then even developing a new student organization, you know. And so uh, it's, it's it's been fun, you know, working with, with that student population because they are um, they touch campus more, and exactly. as, as you would say, user exactly. intensive than right. you know typically our our undergraduate student and even our graduate you know coded uh, Griffin student. But all of them are our students, and um, we've been very intentional to make sure that you know we offer services and resources and, and opportunities for them to be engaged. So, sure, and yeah. the interesting thing about that population is. They are on campus. They're in mm-hmm. lab. They're doing their research. They are yeah. probably the most focused mm-hmm. group we've got. Yeah. But they also add to the mix, along with the faculty that we have, mm-hmm. We and we haven't counted this year, but as of last spring, we had 30 countries represented wow. on campus. So and awesome. most of this was through that cohort mm-hmm. of uh, College of Agriculture research students yeah. and the faculty that, that are their, their faculty advisors. Mm-hmm. That in, in little old Griffin, America, I mean, that's Beautiful. it's an incredible mm-hmm. – and then our re- other – students on campus get to interact with mm-hmm. these students mm-hmm. so it's we had a taste of nations y'all oh, put together yeah. last year awesome. last spring which was incredible mm-hmm. they all brought different um, yeah. foods from their countries and it was mm-hmm. just a great camaraderie mm-hmm. thing and yeah. just to to really kind of celebrate the diversity that we do have because mm-hmm. there are a lot of campuses Absolutely. all over the country that can't say sure. most 30 countries right. that's that's mm-hmm. pretty incredible so um, okay so along those lines melissa um if just because a student gets here and you brought him here, you and Teresa, who we keep saying Teresa, Teresa's our recruiter, um, who does a great job, is out all the time. I told her when we hired her, I should never see you, and I never see her because she's always gone, but that's a good thing. Um, when they get on campus and you, you basically kind of turn them over to a program coordinator, to Crystal, you don't just leave them. You don't just say, okay, you're Crystal, they're yours, you're no more. So um, who do students keep in contact with on campus? regarding their academics or who how does that process work we y'all kind of parent them and baby them all the way through if they need it how does that work yeah and it, it, there is a lot of hand holding but I, you know that i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's one of the um 
one of the things that we're blessed with sure. having on this campus is that we're able to forge those relationships with our prospects, our students certainly, but even with our prospects. So, you know, even very early on, when I first um, have a student contact me that's interested in, in any one of our given degrees, um, you know, I spend some time talking with them, getting to know them, getting to find out where, where they are, where they've been, what courses they've taken. There, there's just some, some general conversation we'll have. But almost immediately, I'm going to go ahead and start making the connection between them and the program coordinator. And the program coordinator is sort of like the gatekeeper for uh, for each one of our degrees on our campus. And they're amazing. I, I'm going to say they're amazing women because they all happen to be women. There's sure. some amazing women that I work with who are very student-centered um, and, and very... Um, very much like to help they're they're very helpful people and again i'll go back to the fact that oftentimes it's before our student is even our student right. sometimes this person may never be our student exactly and they still continue that that assistance and that that um that continued conversation and helping with those those people but the program coordinators are, are ones that you will meet very very early on in the process and the conversation with me and then at some point I'm kind of out of the equation. I'm happy to talk to you anytime, but at some point, once you're accepted and we have everything taken care of, we, we were talking about this the other day, I sort of pass them over to Crystal um, in the sense of them going from the admissions, the academic affairs side over to student affairs for that special care. But those uh, program coordinators never stop. Mm -hmm. They're there from the beginning, from the first conversation, and they're the ones that will guide you through your academic career at UGA Griffin, too. So we're very, very fortunate to have the people working in that role on our campus that we do. Oh, I agree. I mean, and, and it's and again, it's a kind of takes a village kind of thing. I mean, there's yeah. it, even be, between colleges. I mean, that we guess we have five colleges on campus, but they're not islands unto themselves. Right. I mean, it's there's a great. Yeah, they work very well together. They do. I'm, I'm even amazed too. Um, sometimes I do try to get them to be a little more competitive with each other, just because. <laughs> well, if it were me, I'd be like, mm -mm, I want that person. I'm going to get that student. I'm gonna, I'm going to get them interested in my degree. But uh, and they do that a sure, little sure. bit, but mostly jokingly. But they're they're so good and so person-centered. I'll, I'll give you an example. We had a, a lady call last week, I believe it was, who, who was interested in coming for a second bachelor's degree. And she wasn't sure what she wanted to do. She actually just retired and knows that she, she's still quite young and okay. wants to do another career. And But she wasn't sure what she was interested in. So she started talking with one program coordinator. But as that program coordinator was sort of sharing some information, she was steered in the direction of, a, of another person and sort of <laughs> passed the torch. Not trying to get rid of the person, sure. but just realize because there's so much conversation that happens, um, you know, maybe this isn't what you're looking for. Let me tell you about this other degree. Okay, I'm not the, the expert now, so let me pass you on to the expert. So I do see a lot of that happening with them, too. They're amazing. They work really well together. Sure. And it could be that that person person ends up double majoring or sure. because we oh, have yeah, a lot of absolutely. our students that, the, that they don't can't decide on exactly which one they want to do yeah. so they may do a financial planning and a general business through and two different we colleges. We have a lot of that yeah and that's another reason that I think they work so well together because they share students. Exactly yeah and that's good I mean they're in this mm -hmm. they're in classes together anyway so mm -hmm. I mean it just makes sense I think yeah. I think that's good. So um, so that's how they kind of stay on track with mm -hmm. their and then of course the, as you said the thing about the program coordinator they help them through graduation and beyond. I mean that, correct one of the one of the advantages of being small there are disadvantages to being small there's advantages to being small. One of the advantages is we, all of us get to know students. I mean mm -hmm. we see at sitting at the cafe eating I've seen through the summer several students come back and they're amazed when they come up on the porch that I remember who they are and I may not remember exactly who they are but I saw them in a certain lab or I saw them doing something else but, um, but number one they come back which is great but secondly we don't just once they're gone we don't just say okay we've done our part go forth and prosper mm -hmm. it, we do want them to prosper sure, but sure, sure. which kind of leads me into but they're ours forever mm -hmm. kind of thing but it kind of leads me into the next little segue here but we we are really y'all are really I say we I just I say we all the time because I don't like the word I but because I'm not doing this y'all are but we are y'all are looking into engaging alumni more right. and one of the things y'all want to do which I think is incredible and it's not necessarily an original idea the, the Athens campus is doing this already but we would love to see our students uh, linked with alumni in their areas right. that because if you've gone through our programs and you are successful how incredible is it to 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 go back to have a student from our campus now being with you so talk a little bit about that either one of y'all well I, and i think I, this is really crystal's uh thing i but i think the thing that 
that's important is while UGA at large is doing this project, this mentor project, um, and yes, we are UGA, but let's let's face it, we are in a different situation. We're not we're two hours from the main sure. campus. And so those those individuals that graduated with a degree from our campus have a different point of view and a different, they're different. You know, it's, it's different. And so I think it's very important that we're pulling those individuals that had that experience on this campus and matching them with the students who are here now. So, but that's sort of Crystal's thing with the mentors. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take our next quick break. We'll come back, pick up with Crystal. Let's talk about the mentoring program we're looking to do and engaging mentors in all different levels. But Tony, we will turn it over to you and be back here in a moment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms, We Build Forest, and Murray Company Realty, proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News over WKEU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, and 88.9 FM, The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. The Harris's involvement with the students of today ensure for our community a brighter tomorrow. In news and announcements from the University of Georgia Griffin Campus, the Dundee Cafe, located in the heart of the UGA Griffin Campus, offers fresh culinary delights for breakfast and lunch Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. until 3 p.m., along with take-home pre-ordered casseroles, which are off the chain. Chef Marcy Bradbury and her team from From the Farm prepare scrumptious meals daily and offer specialty coffee served both inside and on the outside veranda. The Dundee Cafe is a welcoming place to meet and eat for the entire community. The campus store, located on the first floor of the Flint Building at 1109 Experiment Street, has new UGA and Georgia Bulldog items arriving weekly. Get yours to get prepared for the 2019 football season, which is just around the corner. The shelves are currently stocked with officially licensed apparel, souvenir, and gifts. These campus store hours are Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can schedule your own UGA Griffin Campus tour. Visit the UGA Griffin Campus website to schedule a tour and learn all you can about the UGA degrees offered right here on the Griffin Campus. Or if you'd like, feel free to simply schedule a time to come out and see all the wonderful aspects of the campus. Visit www.griffin.uga.edu and click the Campus Tour link. For information on degrees offered at the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and information on current undergraduate and graduate degrees offered through the five colleges, visit griffin.uga.edu or call 770-412-4400. We are winding down this week's University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. To conclude today's program, let us get back to the host of the morning program. Here is Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Thank you, Tony. Welcome back, everybody. We've been having a great show today talking about academic programs and students with Crystal McDowell, Assistant Director of Student Affairs, and Melissa Gordon, Assistant Director of Academic Affairs. And so before we left, we were talking about the what we're lo- what y'all are looking at into a mentoring program, mentoring contacting alumni, things like that. So, Crystal, Mm -hmm. let's expand on that. Sure. Well, several um, um, months ago, we were contacted by uh, Jeremy Daniel. And Jeremy Daniel is the director of the UGA Mentoring Program. And the background of that program is uh, a board of visitor mentioned to uh, uh, President Moorhead about the idea of having – whether it's community folks, but friends of the university, former students, to be mentors to our students. And Jeremy was hired to make it happen. And um, he reached out because he wanted the voice of Griffin in the conversation, sure. which we were extremely appreciative of. And so basically um, what we've um, come up with is how do we, we being the UGA at, at Griffin, how do we serve in this goal? And one of the things that Melissa mentioned earlier is absolutely right, is that the alumni from of UGA, but from the Griffin campus, has a different student experience. And so our thought, and Melissa, of course, will share um, more details about this later, but in, I think it's July this week, July 31st, we're going to send Last out. Week. 
Oh, sorry, just kidding. It's, it's right. last week. It just it's went right. out. Yeah, it just went out. So Sarah, a week or two ago, I apologize, <laughs> a week or two ago, uh, the survey has already gone out, um, selecting, uh, requesting for everyone, um, not everyone, but particularly if you're a board of, uh, board of visitors, um, a, an alumni uh, of the university, um, please, 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 if you haven't filled out the survey, please fill it out because we need to uh, to gather a group of folks who will serve as mentors for our students. The way the program goes, it will be completely virtual. And so even if you are uh, an alumnus of the university and you live in China or in uh, uh, Uganda or California, you can participate. Because the connections are virtually and through the platform that the university has developed and the um, the uh, the program lasts or the connection lasts only a couple of weeks. Right. So they're kind of short term uh, interaction and interactions. And uh, Jeremy has done a really great job of uh, rolling it out. And so um, I'm sure that we probably received some uh, responses from the survey. But please make sure if you're an alumnus of the university, you you have received this email. And if you haven't looked at it, then please, please, please check um, check for it because we will absolutely uh, be contacting you. You because we definitely need your support so that we can support our current current students and go dogs. I feel like I should say go dogs. You have to that. say it every once yeah. in a while. And then we haven't for the whole time here. I've been forgetting, but we haven't talked about contact information yet. So if someone on any topic wants to contact us, how would they do that? Well, the the best it, it depends on how you like to communicate. Sure. Uh, the the phone number um, is seven seven zero four one two forty four hundred seven seven zero four one two forty four hundred, but uh, since most of us are connected now, sure. if you just Google UGA Griffin, you'll find our website. And on the website, there's a web contact form. There's a the telephone number in case you've lost it. And obviously, all of our email addresses. Um, I'm Melissa Gordon, and Crystal is Crystal McDowell. So we're very easy to find. So feel free to reach out to us either of those, any of those ways. I want to add to though, Dr. Okay. Honeycutt. Um, you know, it, we, we, we just recently started the alumni survey. And as Crystal said, if you are a UGA Griffin alumni and you didn't get that survey link and we did send those out by emails, please contact us up 770-412-4400 or any other way uh, because we want to make sure that we get your, your information. And it's not just mentors. So if you're listening, you're going, oh, I really don't want to do that. There are a lot of, there are some other things that we're wanting to, to know from you as a UGA alumni uh, that can help us help you too for instance we're interested in finding out how our alumni may want to be more engaged on campus and how often you may want to come to an alumni event on the griffin campus uh, we're also um, looking to find out how you stay connected to us and how you know about what's going on on our campus and how you want to learn more about what's happening on campus so we're hoping that um oh the big one oh forgot my big one is if you're interested in helping us with marketing and promotion sure. and and doing <laughs> testimonials about your experience as a UGA Griffin student um, we, we want your help and so we're asking that you please uh, participate in that survey and just take a few minutes to, to fill it out let us know if you didn't get the survey um, by email and I think saying or mentioning testimonials I think is a great thing because it's like anything else. I can say it. You can say it. We can all say it. But if someone who's lived it mm-hmm. is saying the same thing, it just goes further. It's like sure. taking a student with you to a recruiting event. Mm-hmm. If a current student talks about how great it is, yeah. um, then that's just even a better thing. Well, we've got about two minutes left, so let's just kind of do some wrap-up things. So for both y'all, something we haven't covered. or And I might just remind people that while, yes, we have we're, we're what we would call small in enrollment, we have in the, the 13 years of graduation, that we've had about 460 some alumni just mm-hmm. from the Griffin campus. Right. So even if we get a response of half of those back that are interested, that's a huge yes. grouping that's of, a big of people. Alumni party, and they're yeah. all over the world and all over the country yes. for sure. So, I mean, it's very, very well spread and um, international. So, again, what, what might y'all want to end up with? Just uh, last thoughts, last words of advice, whatever it might be. I will say that um, the the Griffin campus, UGA, the University of Georgia at Griffin is a wonderful place. Um, It's a physically beautiful place, but it's also a special place. And one thing I can guarantee that if you come, if you be if you decide to be a student, you will you will matter. Uh, you will know people. We will know your name. We will hunt you down if we can't find you. <laughs> <laughs> and you will have a lot of people um, in your network. And that's something that that's so true, whether it's um, the alumni, uh, whether you're an alumnus of the university and you uh, want to impact students 
the the Bulldog Nation is real, Absolutely. and we would want you know you to become a part of that. It's a great university, um, but it really is a, is a special place. Our, our campus, so you know, please, you know, was it November the fifteenth? You know, make sure that that you apply. was what I wanted to say. Yeah, yes, yeah. please make sure, and you know, of course, contact Melissa. Melissa does a phenomenal job of give, uh, getting our students in, making sure that that they're well versed and they know what to do. And then once you become a student, we'll do a job. Uh, a uh, good job to keep you keep you there and get you placed. Awesome. Very well said. Melissa, you yeah, get the last she, words. She took my, my, what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Applications for spring are open. They close November the 15th, but I can't urge you enough. Contact me first. Reach out to me. Go to the website. Email me. Text me. Call me. Whatever. Get in touch with me so that we can... Um, we can get everything as smooth as possible for you. And give contact information one more time. 770-412-4400. And Google works too. UJ yes, Griffin. Google UJ Griffin, UGA Griffin. Well, listen, we're out of time. Thank you all so much. Melissa Gordon, Assistant Director of Academic Affairs. Crystal McDowell, Assistant Director of Student Affairs. Thank you all for being here with us today. Um, new student orientations tomorrow. Good luck with all that. And we will, Tony, I guess, see you back here next week. We will indeed, Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Dr. Honeycutt's going to take that 167-hour break now. He will be back Thursday morning, August the 15th, for the next installment of the UGA Griffin Campus News. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms, We Build Forest, and Murray Company Realty, proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News over WKEU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, and 88.9 FM, The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. The Harris's involvement with the students of today ensure for our community a brighter tomorrow. You've been listening to the University of Georgia Griffin News, a program to keep our listeners updated on the exciting and varied activities at the UGA Griffin campus with Dr. Lou Honeycutt and his guests. The program is heard each Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, and also The Rock 88.9 FM, and streamed live on our website, wkuradio.com. Today's program has been made possible by... Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms and Murray and Company Realtors. Join us next Thursday at 9 o'clock a.m. for the University of Georgia Griffin News.